Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch new episodes of Grey's Anatomy Thursdays at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's edition of the Star Wars Stuff Podcast. This is David, and James and Joseph uh, couldn't make it this week, so I will be the only one talking into your ears, which isn't a bad thing, right? I mean, it could be worse. I don't know. But anyways, thanks for... Everyone's uh, emails, messages, listens especially, uh, we've gotten a lot. And they've been uh, very informative and entertaining, um, special. And I I think uh, on behalf of James and Joseph, I just want to say thank you to everyone that listens to us uh, weekly. And um, thanks a lot. So I just want to talk about, uh, to get us started, uh, what's in the news lately. Um, really good news, John Williams is uh, recovering from his illness that he had. Uh, he was in England, and it was reported that he was suffering from an illness. It looks like he went to the hospital, and it seems like uh, he is due back to go back to the States and uh, is looking at a full recovery from whatever ailed him. So... Great news with that. Um, so, our thoughts, prayers, wishes helped. Looks like so. Very good news there. Um, some disappointing news, I think. Um, Joseph talked about it in the previous podcast that a reporter or someone in the uh, journalism field spoke with Kathleen Kennedy and reported that the Boba Fett film is 100% dead. It's not happening. Their full concentration is now on The Mandalorian. And it was revealed that Josh Trank was working on not only just creating a Boba Fett film, but creating a Bounty Hunter film, which is something that I really wanted and I think a lot of people really wanted, which would have involved... All the bounty hunters from The Empire Strikes Back, Denger, Forlom, Bosk, Zuckus, IG-88, maybe a little bit of Greedo, maybe a little bit of Jabba the Hutt. I mean, that's to me, that's just perfect. That would have been perfect. But it seems like that is no longer happening. And I was watching The Walking Dead tonight, and I watched the after show. It was a big episode and they gave the announcement that they're going to branch off into future films and other media and it feels like they're really kind of on the uptick of expanding what they are and maybe even catching up to or getting to the level of a huge brand like Marvel like Star Wars and it's not owned by Disney. It's uh, more of an adult brand. But the interesting thing was they said that one of the new stars of the show 
will be the same actress that played young Ray in The Force Awakens. I believe you can see her when Ankar Plutt grabs young Ray when Ray is having her Force vision and says, Come on, go. And then the ship takes off. I'm pretty sure that's her. So there's uh, the Star Wars connection there. I'm allowed to talk about it. But uh, yeah, I mean, it, it just got me really kind of hyped up, fired up, and it made me really start thinking about the way that Star Wars is now. We all know that there's going to be a reported slowdown, which I don't think should happen to me. I think they should, if anything, ramp up and get more filmmakers, get more creators involved and have them be really transparent, talk to each other and give us some really great content. If it's feature film, if it's streaming online, if it's VR we're going to get the Vader, Vader VR experience, so that's coming, which, in my opinion, shouldn't be VR. It should be a Vader either trilogy or standalone film, a Star Wars story, even though I really don't like the fact that they call them Star Wars stories. But uh, it worked for Rogue One, didn't work for Solo, so go figure. And we've all talked about the fact that uh, all the points were... Why Solo didn't work out at the box office, so that's kind of old news. But it seems like I'm just really fired up about it. I mean, it's to me, Star Wars should be leading the way. And it feels like they're kind of stagnant right now. And that's really just my opinion. I don't know what James and Joseph think. I know Joseph is a big book reader, and James is as well. And they're really looking forward to the uh, Qui-Gon Obi-Wan novel, which I think I am too. I'm probably going to take a read. It's, there's probably going to be some really good, interesting nuggets of information in there. And of course, it's by Claudia Gray, who's probably the best Star Wars writer out there now. But uh, I'm really film, TV, and that's where I think Star Wars is, is best at. But uh, it seems like original trilogy stuff, planted all the seeds, and of course, you have the expanded universe, all the Legends material that's out there that's no longer canon, but uh, they pulled, of course, we know, from all the non-canon material, and placed it, some of it in Solo, and um, they have that advantage, they have that luxury, they can do that, but... Um, the Benioff and Weiss series of films. Haven't really heard a peep from them. Game of Thrones is going to air next year. Same year as episode 9. And it was reported that they are going to start right away on the new Star Wars series after Game of Thrones is done. And it appears that they're not going to direct. They're going to get directors. So they're just going to write the story. And it seems like they really have their heads down, and they really love to work on story, which is something I think the Star Wars universe is, is lacking as far as kind of connective story and a full story arc. Because of because we talked about it, till we're blue in the face, where J.J. picked it up, episode 7, handed it off to Ryan, episode 8, now it's being handed back off to JJ, and there was a report that came out that 
episode 9 was going to be a quote-unquote course correction now, what do they mean by that? I mean, is it because of the story went astray in episode 8? Or is it just a course correction as far as getting a more uh, consistent schedule with Star Wars being released to the public? Because, of course, with Solo, it seemed like the public didn't really want a movie that close to an episode. And then, of course, it's it's so tough to gauge if there really was that huge of a backlash. Because you look at the sales of the Episode 8 home video, and they're like through the roof. So, I don't get it. I, I mean, I, th- I guess you hear the naysayers louder than the people that loved it. Me, personally, I didn't really hate it, per se. Hate's a pretty strong word. I just, I guess I just didn't approve of it. <laughs> so, we have that situation, which I'm really looking forward to Favreau's series on the Disney streaming service, which it seems like it's going to be great. Uh, it's That's just my thought. I, all the pictures he released on Instagram, the pictures that we put out, um, they're all great. I mean, it harkened back to stuff that we know. Boba Fett's gun from the holiday special. That was a nice touch. But uh, it doesn't seem like Boba Fett's going to be involved in the show. Could be wrong. I mean, you never know. But um, the anniversary for Disney buying Lucasfilm just passed on the 30th. So it's been six years. And in the six years, it's been primarily, I think, great times. Um, Because we got The Force Awakens right away in 2015. As soon as they could give it to us, they gave it to us. Then we got Rogue One, which I love. It was a great film. To me, I think they did it the right way. They did a classic Star Wars film. It was very much in the same kind of tradition as the original trilogy, which I love. And then they did Episode Eight, which, of course, a lot of people loved it. I didn't love the story, but... A lot of people did. It was a success. Didn't make as much money as The Force Awakens because, of course, that was a huge cultural phenomenon, which rarely happens. It seems like that's kind of more of a once-in-a-generation type of happening. And we all knew it wasn't going to make as much as The Force Awakens. But uh, then Solo happened. So you look at the record, so that's four films that have come out under Disney's watch. Three have been crazy home run, grand slam hits, and then solo, of course, underperformed. But so many variables go into what solo was. And to me, I think episode nine is really going to be very interesting. It's it's going to be very telling, very interesting, that box office. I know James thinks it's going to be a huge, huge hit. It's going to make a lot of money, but just to see if there is a kind of a hangover but, I mean, it's going to be a whole lot of time in comparison to Disney's run of film one year, film the next year, then two films essentially within 
a calendar well within a a six months. Um, so now we're gonna see if the public's gonna really be craving Star Wars and what that first trailer is gonna be like. Are we gonna get a Black Friday trailer? Black Friday for people not in America is the day after Thanksgiving. And the reason why it's called Black Friday is because all the retailers want to be not in the red, but in the black. They want to have, they want to show margin. They want to show profit. And they lower the prices of items and they try and get people to come in early and buy them out so they can have that profit gain. And when they did that in 2015, it was incredible. I loved it. It was an event unto itself. I remember waking up the next morning just refreshing Apple trailers, StarWars.com, just waiting for that trailer to hit. And it was kind of a simultaneous event, too, because I think at first they said, we're going to release it in theaters, and that's where you can only see it. And then I think there was public outcry or something happened, and they said, no, 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 we're going to release it online as well. So you had the choice to go to the theater or see it online. I chose to just see it online. And then I went to go see it later on at the theater a couple days later for whatever movie we saw with my family. The sound was just incredible. Just to hear the Falcon again on those speakers was just incredible. And we're hoping that J.J. does the same thing. Releases a Black Friday trailer, which I was thinking about it earlier, and it feels like J.J. is... He does have a sense of tradition, and I think he kind of knows what the public wants, which I I think I know what the public wants, but who knows. But anyways, um, I think he's going to release another Black Friday trailer, and I'm kind of waiting for that. And of course, right now as I'm talking to you, it is the 4th of November, and it looks like Black Friday is going to be two Fridays from now, three Fridays from now. So, man, that would that would be the best if he could release that trailer. And I think they just stopped principal photography. I think it's a wrap. I think we reported that. Um, so, just kind of waiting for that now. And there was another big kind of cultural event tonight, and it was the... Um, the Walking Dead aired an episode, a monumental episode, and this is related to Star Wars because one of the actresses is actually young Ray from The Force Awakens. She's going to be a main character on the show, and they announced that they're going to do they're going to do feature films on TV. They're going to have a feature film budget, do it on TV. And of course, we all know the Mandalorian is going to be is going to have a huge budget, about ten million an episode, more or less, and hopefully something on the Game of Thrones um, budget level, which that's what we're totally expecting. And we found out this week that Benioff and Weiss actually approached HBO and said, "Hey, look." What we want to do is not end Game of Thrones on TV. We actually want to make a trilogy of films and release them in the theater. And HBO said, uh, 
I don't think we want to do that. I think we want to just make the make the series still and just have it on HBO so we can have that uh, subscription-based uh, uh, viewership still pay for for subscribing to HBO. And I mean, that's that's smart on their part. I mean, you don't want to go to theaters with it. But of course, Benioff and Weiss have their kind of expectations and thoughts and hopes for what they want to do. They they feel what they want to do is something cinematic, which should really encourage us because hopefully their Star Wars films are super cinematic. And once they're done with Game of Thrones, it'll be full-on Star Wars for them. And you just know they've already kind of started at it on the back burner. Probably had ideas since they were kids, just like John Favreau has has reported that he's had this series for The Mandalorian on his mind for a while. And that's something to really get excited about, I think, because when you have fans that are talented, I think that's a great combination of getting something that's really great quality-wise and something that really speaks to the hardcore fan because there's a lot of things, I think, that's going to be dropped and... If you didn't watch The Clone Wars, if you didn't watch Rebels, if you didn't read the books, you're going to miss out on a lot, but it's not going to be required that you know certain things, which I think is is the the formula for success for Star Wars going forward. Um, so in other news, um, looks like Ewan McGregor was cast as Black Mask for the Birds of Prey film, which is a DC property. And Black Mask is actually a Batman villain that's going to be in a uh, DC kind of spinoff. So it looks like he's not going to be doing the Obi-Wan film that we all kind of want. And I know it's kind of a long shot now, it seems like, but... A couple of years ago, we all thought we were going to get an Obi-Wan film. And to me, like I always say, that would be a slam dunk. You do an Obi-Wan film, Ewan McGregor, we all know he's totally game to play Obi-Wan Kenobi. You bring back Liam Neeson, it seems like he's game. He was in the celebration video at the 40th panel. And it seems like he has a really good sense of humor, a really good sense of, of fandom for Star Wars. And to me, it's at this point, it's just it's just a shame. It's just really a shame that Ewan McGregor isn't cast again as Obi Wan. I mean, he wants to do it. I mean, and he's probably the one actor that had the most goodwill in the prequels. And for Lucasfilm not to just immediately jump on that. I mean, it it really should, in hindsight, I know is is twenty twenty, but having that Obi Wan movie come out instead of Solo and have it to come out in December, Christmas time, that should have been the play. That that really, I think, would have kept Star Wars going in a positive direction, and not having it kind of stagnant, like I kind of said earlier. But that's the situation. Um, so we all kind of have to deal with that. But uh, hopefully 
management, upper management, executives listen to this podcast, which they probably aren't, <laughs> and uh, decide to do an Obi-Wan film, green light that film, and uh, get it going, because uh, I think we all want that. I think we all wanted it more than Solo, and we got the Solo film. The Solo film wasn't bad, but, I mean, that Obi-Wan film, I think I'll I'll keep on saying it on this podcast till it happens, so... Hopefully we can just speak it into existence, listen to it into existence. I don't know. but And a story that Joseph reported last podcast was that camera equipment, cameras with possible memory cards of footage were stolen from the Mandalorian set. But uh, if that was the case, that footage hasn't leaked yet. At least we haven't seen a report of it. So there aren't any spoilers at this point for the Mandalorian and we're hoping it kind of stays that way because it was theft. It would be just a straight-up violation if that footage leaked on the net. But um, there's nothing out there. So um, hopefully they catch the people that stole the equipment and um, justice is served. Um, Star Wars Celebration is actually only five months away, and we plan on being there as the Star Wars Stuff podcast, and we hope to see you there as well. Um, we are trying to get a panel uh, going here, and uh, we're going to... Uh, Star Wars Celebration is only five months away, and Star Wars Stuff Podcast does plan on being there, participating in any way we can. Hopefully, uh, they allow us uh, access to maybe do a panel, um, maybe meet up with some fans. Um, so if you are traveling to Chicago in April for Star Wars Celebration, um, you'll probably see us there. We'll probably update you on Facebook, Instagram, so hopefully you are following us on uh, the Star Wars Stuff uh, podcast page, the Star Wars Stuff group, and Instagram. Um, and you can always email us at starwarsstuffpodcast at gmail.com. And um, you can message us on Facebook as well. So uh, we are out there, and um, we are getting your messages and replying to your emails uh, whenever we can. And uh, keep on uh, communicating with us because uh, uh, we love hearing from everyone that listens. And um, it's been really a, really a fun ride up to this point. And uh, we plan on continuing uh, trying to give you up-to-date news. Um, it's a little bit different from everyone else. We all have our own opinions. We want to give ours. We want to hear yours. And um, a lot of you have been doing that, and uh, we really appreciate it. And uh, thanks a lot for listening. And hopefully next week, uh, the three of us, uh, James and Joseph and myself, David, will all be back together and uh, uh, give you another great episode. And um, this is David signing off. May the Force be with you always. <laughs>